0: Everybody loves the nuts, the whole world loves the weirdo, brains in a write, but everybody loves the nuts. Welcome back everybody to your creativity. It's the first episode of 2021. We survived the year. It's only 2021. It's only 2021. It's only six days in. <laughs>
1: We have a long ways to go. Long ways seven, to go.
2: Seven days in.
0: Seven.
1: Dude, that's a whole extra day. That's pretty good. Yeah.
2: Well. Yeah.
0: We need to count them off when we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we not count yesterday? <laughs> I,
3: just,
2: I just want the aliens to show up sometime. Make this real fun. Yeah, that's the only thing missing, really. Bring us Bring it. Really? In. <laughs> bring it yeah, Bigfoot, uh, Loch Ness monster, you think dragons? They... Let's bring it all in. Let's Santa. Bring
0: Santa it Claus. All in. I'm good with that. Well, we sort of got Santa Claus here. We're here with Rodney Norman, Mm -hmm. comedian, philosopher, actor. So, speaking of Santa, you recently did a dry bar comedy special as Santa Claus?
2: Uh, Yes. Yes. Well, Santa Claus did the show. I just facilitated you. I allowed Santa to to speak through me. Was
1: Was Santa mean?
2: No, uh a little curmudgeony, but uh but uh you know, true to true to true to the Santa storyline, the, the Santa narrative stayed intact. <laughs>
3: it, Thank you. The Awkward
0: silence was uh, It was uh, Santa, in his <laughs> water. Santa, Santa's
1: <laughs> elves were kind of like annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened.
3: There you
2: go. They're everywhere.
1: <laughs> Stupid elves.
2: Well, it was a lot of fun. That's no, a that's a little project that I want to. Well, I did it two years ago, uh or a year ago, for you remember Guy Seidel's, uh Christmas Yeah. yeah. So that's where I kind of debuted it. Yeah, that was fun. And yeah, and so it's something I want to do every year. Do a whole new Santa, Santa Dove stand up.
0: Stand up, Santa. And I think that's pretty good. And you also did a special as as yourself as well down there? Uh, yeah.
2: Well, I've done two of them so far. Well, th- so, well, Santa was the third one. So they haven't released any of them except for Santa.
0: Oh, the Santa one is out? Okay. Yeah.
2: The last one I did was the first one they released. And,
0: Interesting. Uh, was it released? In time for Christmas, so people can watch it.
2: Barely. 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 Like four days before Christmas is when they released it. So
1: Well Santa doesn't really show up until then. Like he kinda wants to keep a low profile. Exactly. You
2: know, day before. Pop in, pop out.
1: He's a busy guy.
2: Get back with his life. He
1: was making toys until then.
2: Absolutely. Busy.
0: Well you competed with Wonder Woman and the new Pixar, so hopefully you got some viewers in there and people (laughs) checked it out.
2: Especially after they saw Wonder Woman, they wanted to go cleanse the palates. Yeah,
0: that that was rough. It, it was good. There was just some unbelievable moments.
2: You, it's tough when a mo- You know, I loved Wonder Woman when I was a kid. I loved the. I liked the first movie that came out. Yeah. I thought Gal Gadot just killed the part. Just, just it was wonderful. And this one, she went from being hot bombshell to uh, frumpy neighbor neighborhood. Uh, a girl, you know, just sort of like It was the eighties. It was weird.
1: Dude, that, I mean that's kinda how the eighties were for everybody. Right?
2: I mean, frumpy neighborhood girl.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little awkward. I guess, ages, I guess so, awkward yes. ages. You know, for everything. Yeah.
2: But you know when you when, when when Wonder Woman jumps the shark in the middle of the movie, it's like, okay, this is this is not going well.
0: Yeah. And then the whole thing with trevor it was just it was weird
2: when when the big when the big knockout scene the big we tr- try over evil is basically a ted talk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's the most powerful woman in the in in, in the world and she, she uses a <laughs> yeah. and uh childhood trauma to bring uh, uh whatever
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, okay. I want to know. So you're a philosopher. Let's give us your top philosophies. How, what's What's a successful life? How do we get there?
2: Successful life? How do we get there? Well, one, stop taking yourself so seriously. Done. Uh, you know, I th- a lot of people get hung up on the whole meaning of life. Like it's got to be this deep, dark secret, and you got to. It isn't. You gotta. You gotta, you gotta find this. Uh, book that only three people have ever read and you got to climb a mountain and go through it. And it's all nonsense. When it comes right down to it, regardless of whether you believe in God or not, you know, whether you believe in God or you're a nihilist and you don't think any of this matters, when it comes right down to it, the meaning of life is whatever you decide it is and have fun. Because if there's a God, He's going to judge you and He's going to judge you based on how you conduct and live your life. And that's based on how good of a person you are, basically. And if you're a good person and you're living life and you're being happy and you're making others happy, that's a good love. If there is no God, and this is all just a happy accident, well, you should still just be enjoying yourself anyway. Enjoy the ride. So when it comes right down to it, enjoy life. That's the purpose of life. There's no deep dark secret. You don't have to collect. You coins could write it in a,
1: You could put it in a really cool looking book, though.
2: I, I'm going to. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to charge forty five dollars. Really leather it's bound. To, it's going to look like it's got all the secrets in life, and all it's going to say is "Have fun."
0: <laughs> Every page. Have fun. Every, that's it.
2: Just. Uh, it's going to be a top Three hundred eighty seven pages of just telling you to chill out and enjoy your life
1: that's it what do you think shaped you into who you are
2: i would say my biggest influence is my mother because she always when we were when i was a kid me and my brothers and sisters her attitude was you know if you're not having fun you're doing it wrong Hmm. Uh, she was also somewhat uh passive aggressive aggressive and neurotic so the combination of that and wanting to have fun—that—that's—that's—that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's what built my career, my life. Um,
0: interesting balance for sure.
2: No, it's just uh, you know, growing up, you know, like uh, one of my favorite shows was Mash, and the thing I loved about it was here they were in the midst of war. You know, they're literally around death on a regular basis, and yet. They still had to find time to just enjoy the moment because it could all be over at any time, you know? So it was like, you got to the point where it was just, you just have to laugh at the whole silliness of the situation. And if you're still alive the next day, take it as a blessing and enjoy yourself. And so I've just kind of carried that my whole life. It's like, regardless of how bad it gets, you know,
1: did you always love comedy?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to uh, sneak. Where we we would have our living room in two of the houses that we lived in. We had the hallway that would feed into the living room, and the couch would have the back of it towards the hallway. And then of course, yeah, the TV was kind of up so that if you sat in the right place in the hallway, you could watch TV over my mom and dad. And, and not then, get spotted. And as long as you weren't, as long as you were quiet, they wouldn't
3: catch you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so we would, uh, we would kind of hang out there and watch. And I would, all, I loved watching the Tonight Show and watching all the comedians. I loved watching Carson. I loved to catch his monologue, and then, and then just all the different comedy comedians, like Jonathan Winters, and uh, you know Richard Belzer. I remembered him for for some reason, but um just i just love comedians so i've i'd always wanted to do it in fact i used to well i one time i remember uh i just got through watching it and i snuck into the kitchen and for uh, a
1: snack after watching a good comedy you need food
2: well i got a wooden spoon and a stool and i carried it down we had like it wasn't really a basement it was just sort of a well, it had been a garage at one time, but the guy convert or the landlord converted it into a room. So it was like a great, you know, bonus room kind of thing.
0: Uncle Joey They got Uncle Joey.
2: Yeah. And so I would go in there and I would sit on my stool and I'd practice doing jokes. And I'd try to do the jokes that I heard on TV. You know what I mean? And most of them I didn't even understand why they were funny. i just, you know what I mean? Because I you know, I'm six, seven years old. But I remember this one time I'm sitting there and I go, hey, so, because the guy had told a uh, story about going to a gas station, his interaction with the gas station attendant that was pretty funny. And so I get there and I try to remember the joke and I can't remember it. So I go, so I pulled into this gas station. Which is ridiculous, because I'm six. I can't even <laughs> reach the pedals. I don't know how to write a joke. And, and it just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> this is so stupid. So I was in the meta comedy.
0: So how many years later, Taylor, you got on stage the first time, and wire
2: Well, to, to do stand-up, it yeah. took... Uh, I mean, I've done theater and I'd done improv and all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But to actually just get up and do stand up by myself, I was uh, about 28 years old. Um, I just about had my finger cut off by a guy I was working for me and I'm sitting there in a whole, in in an emergency room in Kansas City waiting for, you know, have them sew my finger back together. And I just thought, this is not what I wanted to do with my life because I had been doing construction and stuff. And, and I just thought, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting, and I'm doing stand-up comedy. And that's what I did.
1: At 28.
2: 28 years old, I gave my business. I, I had kind of a handyman service. I had a contract with a local property management company. I gave that to a friend, and I just said, I'm all in on comedy. I wrote a couple jokes, found an open mic. Got up there, got a couple of mediocre laughs and thought, okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> and I just never looked back. You know, I, I think it's, if you're really going to do something, you have to have that moment where you just go, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Nothing else matters.
1: Did your friends or family, what was their thoughts at 28?
2: My wife had been trying to get me to do stand-up for years. Because when we first got married, I was in the Marine Corps. And I used to do all these different care. I used to make fun of all these people in my unit. <laughs> I used to make fun of my, you know, the lieutenant and the first sergeant. And, and I used to do, in particular, I used to do a thing about a a. And this was back in uh, when I was in the Marine Corps. There was uh, don't don't ask, don't tell was the policy. And so um, the idea that somebody was homosexual in the military not uncommon and I and mean, we we pretty much know who they were we just didn't talk about it as per required by federal law if you will but uh i had this idea of a a uh uh openly gay flamboyant drill instructor <laughs> and i used to do this whole bit about about him and so she always was pushing me to do stand up you know she's like you need to do it And finally, she uh, took me to a live show. This was about six months before I said, okay, I'm doing this. Uh, Took me to a live show and I watched it and they they were funny and it was an interesting thing and I was like, yeah, I can do this. I think I can do this. And then just having that moment of, hey, you're not getting any younger, just do it. And yeah, jumped in and started doing it. Yeah, my family has all been very, very supportive.
1: Were there moments when you were scared of what were you like you might be in over your head?
2: Um, I'm trying to think of uh yeah, I had one time I did a uh I opened for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and it was this amphitheater in Provo. There was like six thousand people there, and they weren't expecting a comedian to come out and you know, do time. <laughs> And uh, the introduction was okay. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Cirque Shell. Uh, Big bad Voodoo Daddy uh, will be on in twenty minutes. Uh, in the <laughs> me- in the meantime, we have this performer. His name is Randy Narman. <laughs> You know, so they get my name wrong. And, and that was it. They didn't say it was a comedian. They just say, here's a guy who's going to come out here and stare at you for 45 minutes or whatever. And so I'm, I'm walking out there. the You know, the 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 stage, you know, to look at it now, it's not that big. But when I was walking out there that first time, I, this thing looked huge. And then the huge audience, outdoors. So for comedy, outdoors is a death knell. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. And, uh. You just have that, oh, well, here I am. Let's do this. It, I just started it. As soon as I got the first laugh, I was fine. But boy, up to that point in time, I was just like, oh, because if this goes bad, I'm going to look horrible. You know? <laughs>
0: Where is the green room? I need to get back to the
1: green yes.
2: room. Yeah.
0: That sounds better than Keith's uh, salt and pepper story. Oh, much yeah,
2: (laughs) Keith's salt and pepper. That is one of the greatest stories in comedy. Yeah, I love that. Uh,
0: Salt and pepper.
2: Here's a (laughs) middle-aged white guy (laughs) to bring you entertainment.
0: So, when did when did you meet Keith, and what was the circumstances around that? Okay,
2: Okay, so. Um, i started doing comedy in kansas city i was, okay. I was there for a couple of years and then we decided to move back to utah
0: okay
2: um and so i'd come back i came out here and i didn't know anybody i mean the only comedy club that i could find was a uh, comedy circuit if you remember that it used to be in midvale it was run by this guy named spin who hated local comedians so he'd never put any of them on a show and he'd just come out in a feather boa and dance and make fun of Utah and use a lot of F words and other uh, inappropriate language. And and uh, I, I just, you know, I, I was like, well, I guess that's it for comedy in Utah. I finally found uh, in the City Weekly of all places, they had a section and it was open mic comedy at a VFW club up on Highland Drive. and so uh, if I broke the stage in there if you ever you ever go in there and see broken part of the stage that was me
1: you killed the stage I did
2: um but it was an open mic on like a Wednesday so I went up there and I met uh there were three other guys um doing comedy um and then uh three others showed up right and uh it was myself, this guy named Dean Evans, who's I think the last I heard was in California. A couple other guys, and then it was uh Bent Washburn, Scott Bennett, and Keith Stubbs okay. were there. I didn't know who anybody was, I had no idea. And uh so I go up there and I do my couple minutes and and uh afterwards I met Keith and they told me you know he told me he had laughs Comic club in up in ogden but he was also running another open mic at this other kind of pool hall downtown salt lake just after the VFW so from there we all went and drove down there and I did more time at that one and uh and then they all got up and of course Scott and and Keith and and Ben all professional comics who were making money Scott, uh, Bent had won uh, uh, the San Francisco Comedy Competition twice. I mean, uh, you know, and Keith had done TV and, you know, they were established comics. So they were the first real professional comedians I'd really hung out with. I'd known some back in Kansas City, but I didn't really hang out with them. I just kind of know who they were and you know what I mean? And so to meet real comedians who, who who actually got paid to do this, it was like, wow, this is awesome. And at the time, Keith was running shows at Broovies, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, I never knew that. Um yeah, he would do he would do shows Fridays and Saturday nights at like eleven, ten o'clock at night. And uh so I agreed to go and help out. I didn't ask for stage time. I was just like, I'll just go and take tickets and seat people or whatever. So I went and I helped with that, and uh, I think it was the second night that I showed up. He gave me a few minutes, and I went up there, and I didn't embarrass myself. So that was good. I got some laughs. Um, and then from there, um, he, he eventually started doing shows at uh, a, a pool hall over in Sugar House called Fats. If you're familiar with that. Yeah. He had the downstairs. He, he had converted it into a comedy club. And I was running shows out at Jordan Commons in the theaters. We'd do comedy, improv, hypnosis. I had a, you know, we'd do something different every week. Sometimes we had multiple shows going on at the same time because he had all those big theaters. We could do it. And so I was doing shows there, and as he was doing shows at Fats, and we were kind of helping each other book it and getting everything. And finally just thought, let's do a real club in Salt Lake. And uh, so he found the uh, mm-hmm. place out there in Mid or not Midville, but uh, West, West Valley. Valley about 3500 South, the uh, Grizzly Plaza. Um, and uh, I was working for UTA at the time, uh, the tracks. And uh, he said, let's do it. He was going to put up the money. And uh, I quit my job. And we turned what was at uh, one time a, uh, a church slash preschool. It, <laughs> it was pink. It was pink. It had Bible verses p- painted up on the wall. And you painted over them? We painted over <laughs> Those are good comedy. You should have
3: kept
0: those in.
2: Oh, forgive me, Jesus. Um, but so we, we painted over everything black. And I mean, we went as cheap as we could, but still read the place and uh, opened it. And uh, just.
3: <coughs> excuse me.
2: We were running shows you know, every weekend. And then we were doing like Thursday night shows and Friday night. <coughs> sunday night <coughs> do you need a lot of break yeah so um so yeah we opened the, the comedy club there in west valley and i was the house mc for the first couple years i mean i was on every single show
0: uh, 20 years ago yeah,
2: yeah. 20,
0: opened in 2001 yep and then have you helped out with the other locations of they? yeah i've been
2: up. i've been involved with just about every one of the clubs opening to some degree mm-hmm. helping him uh you know take down walls paint because yeah, you were handy man you yeah all, yeah well, well i've done every skills. aspect of construction from the foundations to roofing and finish work and basic electric and everything so brought those skills in and helped open every just about every one of them and uh and now we're even. Do, he's doing another one in Las Vegas now. Yeah, so that your, your work's not done. <laughs> yeah. Well, we after we did uh, uh, the Gateway Center, the stuff that we had to do there. Yeah. After that, when were, we were like, okay, let's not do this again. Yeah. And now yeah, here we are, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to install the toilet.
0: H- have you been down there yet? oh yeah yeah we
2: uh we were just there uh this last few days we were you know sunday monday and tuesday i headed back wednesday morning he flew back late monday night
0: what i've seen from the location and and pictures and stuff it's like a really cool spot in that growing art district down there
2: yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool area so and it looks like it's building up we got we got uh homeless people that are there to protect it for us <laughs> it's really awesome so no it's a, it's a, yeah it's like right, <laughs> right right there next to the stratosphere it's less than a you mile right away from the stratosphere right yeah so yeah it's a good spot i mean it's easy to find it's parking which is always a big issue but uh no it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: wait you talked about you have children or no
2: yes yes i have uh, I have four children
1: and so what did you what advice have you given them growing up oh. i want to soak in all the information i can from you uh-huh. be, so i can maybe be a little smarter <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i've always i've always told my kids to said look your 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 life is your life don't don't try to meet my expectations don't try to meet up to anyone else's expectations. You, it's your life. It's your path. You decide what you're going to do. I'll give you suggestions. I'll give you advice, but ultimately it's your decision. And I love and support you regardless of what it is that you decide to do. And uh,
1: what have they taught you uh, that maybe you didn't know that you could um, use even towards your comedy?
2: Um, I should have been meaner to them. <laughs> I think is the first thing. I probably should have spanked them. to be honest with
3: you.
1: Um, my mom tried that. It doesn't really work.
3: No, it doesn't. But you,
1: I, I've had a few wooden spoons broken over me. Yeah, it doesn't a, really that, do yeah, much. You get numb that.
0: to it. It hurt her more than it hurt me
2: when
0: it, of it flies across the room. Yeah. It hurt mostly, my my mostly
2: younger be, sister
1: worse than it hurt me.
2: Mostly because of the splinters. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. like what am I doing? No, I, I think my kids—they're uh, the thing that are awesome about kids—is they will teach you that uh, not to take yourself so seriously, because they see you in a way nobody else sees you. You know, so it's—it's it's been kind of funny with all the uh, somewhat notoriety I've been getting. My kids uh, just are dumbfounded by the whole thing. <laughs> it's kind of,
1: kind of a, how the hell does he do this i
2: mean they were excited when they found out that i was googleable <laughs> that was that was a cool to see to them you're
1: trending
0: yes. dad you're trending well
1: you're
2: you trend on tiktok a little
0: bit don't you you're on there often and... um
2: yeah yeah tiktok and uh, instagram i do fairly well
0: and you even had um interaction on there well not directly with howie mandel twice twice
2: twice he's duetted my videos on tiktok it's the weirdest thing
0: yeah those are fun to watch i'll put them in the notes of the the episode so everybody can see them but yeah but like sometimes you're driving and you just stop and you film a little one and is
2: yeah that that's works? that's how it it comes together is a lot of times i'll just be driving an idea will come to me and i've learned that if uh, if i don't stop and do something about it uh, the idea will be gone and so I'll just pull over wherever I'm at, you know, hop out of the car and just do the video. So,
1: is TikTok the best place to find you, or how can people
2: find you? Um, oh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and uh Facebook. I mean, if you just type in Rodney Norman comedian on Google, it'll pop up all of them. I'm the most famous Rodney Norman of all time, so I've got that. I've got that. I've, I figure I'll, I'll, if I can get that one locked down.
0: I don't know any other one.
2: No.
1: But maybe I'll name a kid now, Rodney Norman. Just
2: go. ride my coattails. <laughs> yeah. Blaze the trail. You're set. You there don't you have go. to just Why does sit you back. Why'd you name me this?
1: Life's on, gonna me. be easy now,
0: kid. Don't worry about it.
2: All the doors are going to open. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of doors opening, what has been your favorite place to perform Wise Guys, between all the Wise Guys, and also just anywhere around the country or around the world?
2: Um, well, anywhere you can get uh, someone to stare at me and laugh, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but no, I love I love every single Wise Guys. Uh, the West Valley Club, when it was open, was just magic. Yeah. Charlie like Square was was amazing. But hands down, without, without any doubt, the Ogden Club is probably the funnest place to perform because you're—it's just the crowds there are just a lot, a lot of fun. They're smart, and the laughter in that room just just resonates. It's it's really fun experience.
0: I have yet to go up there. I need to get up there sometime. It's one of my goals this year because I've been to shows every everywhere else. But, but there
2: you need to go up there and you need to sit in the front row off to the side and then you'll you'll see what i mean you don't right, just right hear the laughter either side either, either side, side. Okay. but you not not only do you hear the laughter but you feel it i mean it's just it's, it's an incredible experience it's a lot of fun
0: and you're performing there at the end of the month?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, the, was it the 28th and 29th, I think it is? Something
0: like that. I made the book for a while back, the, Yeah. Dates escape me, but around there. Steve, have you been up to the Ogden Wise Guys? I have not yet. I Do you not know
1: I don't get out?
0: You, you get out every
1: once in a while. Every blue moon. I'm a hermit dylan is it just
2: you just don't like dealing with all the throngs of uh yeah that's it onward lookers yeah
1: yeah, that's totally it i i am scared of going out sometimes um walking is not my favorite thing so depending on like traffic and where i have to park if Ah. there's stairs if there's this if there's that i do get a little kind of yeah set my ways
2: why you get one of those hoverboards? Right? That'd be cool. The
1: ones that like c- climb up everything? Yeah. So we're bringing a new water. No, it's... We had a floaty straw wrapper floating in your water and it was bugging me. Oh. So man. the OCD of me was like, I'm going to call Kate to get another water for you because you have a floating straw wrapper floating in your ice somewhere. It's fiber. Yeah. It's fiber. That's what we do for our customers. It's fiber. <laughs> so I got you. I can't brought you a new okay, well, awesome. There's Perfect. no floating in there right now.
3: At this time. Yeah, at, at this
1: time. You're safe. I
3: just, uh, uh,
1: but I've always wanted to go up there because yeah, it's in too. such a cool area. It's the historic area of Ogden, and I really love that area. It's a cool spot.
0: Well, let's, let's figure out a time. right? He's there at the end
1: of the month. Maybe we'd filter it.
0: Yeah, we take the uh, the tracks. The super duper one goes up there. I uh, know we're not tracks in we're that we're sucker, tracks-ing. man. Okay. We're <laughs> gonna, we're taking the car.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll take a car. Okay. I I I'll, I'll drive if if we need to. Okay. I'm up for it. The end of the month.
2: End of the month. I have
1: to be moved by then, so maybe that could be my reward for moving. Mm-hmm. Is coming to see you.
0: Do you have any leads on the spot yet? oh yeah no I mean <laughs> i there's
1: i mean this break area could be turned into a
0: bedroom, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, so we're gonna start podcasting in your bedroom
1: then yeah we might podcast
0: in my bedroom
2: well, you can't call a living area, it's just a rest area it's yeah. a resting area
1: yes, and especially yes, a a resting area. I might turn a janitor sink into a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that much of a stretch. Uh, I mean, I just have to get a longer hose, probably, to, to stand over the janitor sink.
0: Yeah, get a, a spray on the end of
1: it, yeah. My cat, though, has to move in, so I don't know how to do that with the food.
2: Is it long hair or short hair cat?
1: It's. I mean, it's pretty short hair, but, I mean, he's he's getting old, so he kind of limp, limps around. So. Oh. But we'll see. I mean, he could survive. Just carry a vacuum around following oh, him. Just go. vacuum up after him.
0: Now, speaking of pets, it's, that's the reason I ran late. Indy was outside. Your and, pet? Yeah, my pet dog, Indy. Um, he was just outside running around. And when I was trying to get him to come in, he would just stare me down. Then when I tried to go towards him, he would just start running <laughs> around in circles. That went uh, on for ten minutes. I would have been t-
1: on Did time. you just bring him a treat? Did you just just... just
0: Uh, Just randomly, he just came in, and then like, okay, good, we can go. (laughs) Uh,
2: He just just decided that he didn't want to go in yet, huh?
0: And back when I worked at the college, he would do that nearly every morning. It's like, I need to go!
1: (laughs) No, that dog trained you well. Yeah. Because, like, but well, he didn't train you well enough because he didn't get a treat out of it. But, like, that's what he probably should do. He
0: sleeps in the bed now. He sleeps in the bed with us now.
2: Oh. You don't. You don't have a dog. The dog has you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah you are its pet.
2: You're. You're his human.
0: Yep. On well, the afternoon, he'll sit there right by me, sitting on my foot. So it's like I'm trapped. But luckily, it it's
3: st- in a place I can be productive. <laughs> you're, you're stuck.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Yeah, my my cat actually. I he does own me too. Felix, he owns me. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he will actually paw at my head until i let him under the blanket and then when he's too hot he'll just you know get out and then he'll come back he'll go eat his food and come back he'll do his little bathroom break get some water check out the fridge and then he'll he'll come paw at my head again to get back under the blanket <laughs> so yeah i think felix has trained me a little bit but but yeah, what about do you have pets
2: uh yeah we have uh two dogs and five chickens chickens yeah
1: egg laying chickens
2: yes rhode island reds Nice. so uh yeah, we just uh friends from church were moving and they needed <laughs> someone to take their chickens <laughs> or are like oh why not right. so now we have chickens that's that's back at the house in connecticut
1: wow
2: and we got a german shepherd and a uh it's kind of a He's a pit bull mix. I'm not sure what he's mixed with. But he's the biggest baby in the world. <laughs> Does he guard the chickens? Um no, they wanna they wanna destroy the chickens. My dog's not not fans of the chickens. <laughs> You're gonna have yeah. to like
1: train them just to be like a little security guard for the chickens.
2: Yeah, right now they think they're the enemy, so <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure something out with them, but yeah.
1: So, Connecticut. What? What are your thoughts on Utah? Why are you still around here?
2: I get the family. And you know, my boys all wanted to go to school here, and I still have uh, you know brothers, cousins that are here in Utah. My wife's family's all mostly here. So,
1: does Howie give you crap for living in Utah still? Uh, I
2: haven't. I haven't spoken to Howie yet. Yet yet but i'm sure he will never know well i uh no i i love utah and i thought we had a really good thing going for a long time because we had the world convinced that utah was a horrible place to live we had to convince that they didn't want to be here that it wasn't cool and we all went along with it we're like yeah it's horrible stay away And a few people snuck in and figured out that it's a great place to live and now all these people infiltrating or ruining everything.
0: Yeah, there's way too many people.
2: Like go back, whatever was it was cooler than Utah, go there. We don't need you here.
1: There's something about the mountains and everything here. I love it here.
2: Yeah, it's just it's just one of the most beautiful places in the world. I just love love it here uh i just hate driving the traffic is horrible everywhere you go
1: (laughs) but there's probably i mean the people here there's some good comedy in the writing just you know people watching here
3: oh that there is do you think that that, there is
1: is there a difference between utahns and people in connecticut or what's what's your take on these What's your favorite people to watch?
2: Um, people are pretty much the same everywhere. Everybody likes to think that they're different. But no, you you have the same people you have, you'll you find in Utah, you'll find in Connecticut, you'll find them in California. I mean...
1: An asshole's still an asshole ab- wherever they are. Absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. That's what my mom tells me. She doesn't well, say that word, though.
2: Well, Utahns, <laughs> you, they're, they're funny because... I would say this: the one difference is that Utah and Utonian uh, 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 ass, assholes, as you say, or butthole. Um, butthole, uh are at least nicer about being assholes. They're more—they're more like a. Well, they—they they're, don't intend to be mean, because in their mind, they're being nice to you by informing <laughs> you of what you're doing wrong. It's sort of like a a Karen with a conscience (laughs) it's like I I know you're wrong uh, but I don't want to make you feel bad about being wrong but I do want to point out that you are wrong
1: you know I've been noticing that your leaves are kind of getting onto my property and I'm just wondering I mean did you need some help to get to get that done
3: now,
2: and I don't want to infringe... I, this might be a cultural thing that I don't understand.
1: But I smell coffee every morning, and I don't know... Did you know that we don't drink coffee in this neighborhood?
2: Yeah, and so so the smell... May, if There's a way that you could just keep it in your house. That's all we're asking.
1: Yeah, Or put it away so that when I come over, my kids aren't tempted to drink your, your, your yes, coffee. Yes, if you could
2: just put your coffee maker away. Just my... We have popcorn Tell them it's popper. for hot cocoa. We have a popcorn popper. We only bring it out on weekends. You there's and we're just asking you to do the same with your coffee. If maker. you could.
1: Just for my children's sake.
2: I just don't want to have to answer I d I don't want to have to ask, answer those questions at this they're, age. They're they're not ready for that. I mean they're <laughs> only
1: seventeen. And I don't think that I don't think that they're prepared for that yet. Yes, they're just not They ready. haven't gone on a mission or they haven't like, you know, gone out on the world. Maybe yeah. when they're thirty.
2: And just 30. trying to explain what freshly ground means, I'm just, I'm just asking that you respect my space.
1: That grinder, <laughs> you know, that's that's just, yeah. that's for art. It's it's, it's for art. It's chalk. Fruits. It's for chalk. The grinder.
2: It's for pepper. It's just pepper. It's a
0: pepper grinder, not a coffee
1: grinder. Well, imagine yeah. if you had like the the sex toys or something. I mean. And you had to put those away. That could even be more entertaining.
2: They're just massagers. They are. They help align your chakras. Dog chews.
1: Dog chews. There no, you go. Dog toys. They're all
3: just dog toys. <laughs> yeah, dog toys.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, I guess you're right. People are people anywhere.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. People. <laughs>
2: well, no, it's 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 always funny to me how people in Utah think that somehow. We're all different and special. It's like, no, we're just like everybody else. I mean, same kind of people here, same everywhere else.
3: Yeah. When
2: you're sheltered, people.
0: you know, you think you're you're it.
2: I'm
1: special. <laughs> I am, Rodney. We had this talk about it. I'm s- I am special.
2: <laughs> you're peculiar is the word we like to use. The doctors <laughs>
0: say I'm special. <laughs> special. <laughs> I'm totally well special. as I like to
2: say, you are special in fact, we're all special we're so special that none of us are special at being special Frickin special
0: we specialed special. each other out yep speaking of special people who who inspires you comedy wise life
2: um I said uh growing up, I love you know Robin Williams Jonathan winters um emo Phillips was. Huge Gallagher, I remember, was my favorite comic for a while. Um I just always enjoyed just the silliness to be silly, you know. I mean, I like Carlin and I like Pryor, you know, having a social message behind what you're talking about. That's all fun and and it seems like everybody these days is going that way. They all want to be, you know, the socially conscious genius.
0: Chappelle's really going that way. Yeah. Yeah, he's
2: yeah, and me. People don't come to a comedy show to get a a lecture. They don't. Yeah, I mean, comedy's turning into TED talks. Yeah. Is what's happening. And I just want to be silly and goofy I and mean, just. I, I want to help you forget life for a while. I want. I want to take you out of the world, and have a fun time. You know, not beating your head over the same subjects that you're exposed to all day, every day. You know what I mean? I just I want to get away from all that. And that's that's my goal for comedy. I'm just like I'm just goofy, silly Do you
1: think there is an evolution in the in the talk shows? Like from Johnny Carson, you talked about him, um to like David Letterman to Conan O'Brien, to um Craig Ferguson to um Stephen Colbert, all the talk shows now, and the you know, then you have Like, all those guys. Um, Is there similarities that they took from Johnny? Or do you think that they're creating new niches now? Or does Johnny's stuff still translate to today's?
2: Well, I think... um, I I think younger people are are kind of surprised by the... uh, What they perceive as being, you know, politically incorrect from older comedy. But... In reality, it was it was actually it was more honest and it was friendlier back then, because yeah, you didn't you weren't making fun of people to to degrade them. You were making fun of them because you liked them. You know, you you make fun of you, you didn't you only tease people that you cared about.
1: Is there a comedian okay. today that still you think still does that, or is true I'm, to that?
2: Well, it's it's kind of I. Not really. I mean, as far as uh, comedians, it really... Uh, Bill Burr, maybe, to some degree, he's still willing to take some punches at people. Um, but again, it's not really about, you know, as people say, punching down. I've always said, you can't punch down if we're all equal. I mean, it, it, it seems like... And that was what comedy was about, was that we were all we were all kind of dumb. And you know, we were all making fun of each other, you know. White, black, everybody. I mean, we're all just teased each other and th- that was how you healed. That was like, okay, let's get over. We're all we're all just humans. We'll make mistakes. Well, it's stupid. Let's just move on with it, you know? And then we got now it's becoming more divisive because um people are trying to give way too much power to words. You know what I mean? I I mean think about it. We when we grew up, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. We we were taught toughen up. We were taught this doesn't matter. You know, what somebody thinks about you is not your not your problem. And now our culture has changed where words are everything. You know, you gotta watch your what you yeah. say, you gotta watch everything. And it's really it's a part of control. It's a it's a mind control kind of thing. And it's 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 hurtful and uh it's really rather insulting to be honest with you i mean to to say i'm going to protect you cuz you're not smart enough to understand that you're being insulted so i'm here to i'm the great white knight here to protect you it's that attitude that really is 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 annoying and i think after this year i i think one thing that's happened with 2020 is that we've we we're starting to drop that pretense it's at least I'm, I'm noticing that we're like. Some people are more uptight, and they're always going to be uptight. But I think most most of us are just like, man, this is just stupid. What we're doing to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think comedy's kind of coming back around, because mm-hmm. they for so long it was on it's uh, you know everything's on pins and needles. Because if you say just the wrong thing, your career is over and you're destroyed. Or something yeah. from your past. Oh yeah, something you did you know twenty years ago pops up. And all of a sudden, you're, you're canceled.
1: We kind of talked about, I mean, with right now, I mean, all the shit that's going on in the world or all the negative energies and everything like that. Do you think that humor, we, I mean, what role will humor have to pull us out of that? Or comedy?
2: Um, well, you know, with uh, with like my videos, you know, I intentionally uh, wanted to get away from what everybody else was doing with, with comedy. Well, it like I said, every Comedian was turned into this, you know, social, political commentator. And it yeah. was like, okay, just, just say, just, just be silly and laugh and get people to laugh. And so, you know, with my videos, my, my character, the idea was to have the complete opposite of what everybody else was doing and thinking, because everybody wants their videos to be perfect. And they're worried about the graphics and Just the right time, and you got to hit this right algorithm for it to work, and you got to have a three seconds. You got to have them a hook, uh, you know, for them to watch the video. You know, all these things that they tell you to do. I intentionally went and made videos that broke all of that.
3: That are just turned it
2: just turned it on its head. I look like I'm a middle aged overweight white guy spewing nonsense in the middle of the woods. I don't have fancy backgrounds. I don't have the audio screwed up half the time. There's cars going by. there's birds chirping. I keep forgetting the words i long you know, pauses yeah long pauses. <laughs> I mean everything's wrong and yet it resonated with people because it was so ridiculous you know and and so that that that's the the the, the intent behind it was to just throw you for a loop. Because your your every video you watch is oh you know everything's perfect and they edit it perfect and they rehearse it and everything. I most almost every video I do I do in one take. <laughs> and if I screw up or if I cough, oh well, wow. or if my head, doesn't matter. I'm just I'm doing the video and as long as it is it's that's how long it is. I don't am not shooting for a mark. I just talk until I'm done. Half the time I don't even know what I'm say when I start. I just turn on the camera <laughs> and start going. And uh, a lot of that is just pl- that sense of place, that sense of just enjoy the moment, you know, for whatever it is, whatever whatever happens, happens. That's, my, that's, my, that's what I'm doing, you know. I don't know what anybody else is doing, but that's what I'm doing. And a lot of that is just pulling people out of that funk that we've all been in, because we all, everybody, I mean, think about it, we all think and worry about the exact same things over and over and over and over again. And it's constantly being hammered into our heads, just the same things over and over. And at some point in time, you just got to go, "Hey, this is, this isn't healthy for me to think this way." You know, we need a good laugh. And so I I figured I would just be the uh, the comic relief of 2020. That was my goal.
1: (laughs) So what's for what's your goal for 2021?
2: Keep going. Because there's 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 a whole lot more nonsense going on. I mean, nothing's fixed. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, an election's going to solve everything. Oh no, it always just makes things worse. Every single time, <laughs> it never gets better.
1: So you have plenty of comedy to come. Absolutely.
2: Are you kidding? Our our president is senile. <laughs> well,
1: and he still has 16 days or whatever, 15 days. The current president. So I
0: mean, it's going to be. It, yeah.
2: yeah, and he's always entertaining uh but
0: his megaphone is taken away though oh know,
2: yeah all the social, media, 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 like, social like, media. we're not letting you say <laughs> anything but oh. no I, it, you know it'll be 2 weeks he'll make some noise and he'll go you know he'll probably start a uh his own media company which i think would be a smart thing on his part if It would do well but uh no i mean that's the thing that, that's the frustrating thing is everybody thinks well an election's going to solve anything no it always gets worse because, you know, the next group comes in, they don't give a damn about anybody. They're all getting themselves rich. So they're going to do whatever benefits them. And until we figure this out as a nation, we're going to just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Nothing's going to solve it ever gets fixed. Because you don't fix problems if, if you can make money off of it. The government knows that. And so we're in this cycle of stupidity that we can't get ourselves out of. Uh, because no one's willing to admit that it's it's cycle of stupidity and uh no this is going to get crazier and ridiculous and no, i'm just joking. as long as they don't
1: move to utah you know just keep people yes. away from here yes stay don't away. take away our goodness
2: utah is a boring horrible place there's nothing to do here and there's a lot of traffic stay away
1: and i can ship chocolate anywhere
2: absolutely
0: and the, the air is bad the air is bad
1: here the air is horrible the air people
2: is die. bad yeah there are chemtrails they they do more chemtrails in utah than anywhere else. <laughs> The water is horrible. The people are mean. Well,
1: because they add those little microchips to the water here. Absolutely. So, well, the microchips so that they can hear every conversation you're doing.
2: Absolutely. That, well, they're, they're actually telling you what to think and say.
1: The microphone sounds pretty bad when it comes out. Yeah. But it's like, you know, going <laughs> in, it's a little better sounding.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we start doing conspiracies? Let's yeah, let's out. do it. Let's do it.
0: I, I've got my aluminum foil hat on.
3: Oh,
2: boy.
1: Well, that's why we're in the bunker downstairs. <laughs> well,
2: you need, we're totally in a bunker. You need a titanium-lined one.
1: Okay. I'll, they
2: I'll can upgrade. get through aluminum now.
1: I've got those in my hits.
2: Because the aluminum they sell you isn't real aluminum. It's uh, because they figured out that if people knew... If you had real aluminum, then you could uh, deflect the uh, RF waves in the 5G... But so now they don't. It's not real mon- so aluminum. Do
0: we, do we need to get it from England, where it's aluminum? Aluminum is, is that the higher?
2: Yeah, al- aluminum. That's what you really want.
0: <laughs> See, I because conspiracy theories. I don't even know where to start because they're, they're just start making them up, and eventually they'll, somebody
2: they'll... will prove it right.
3: Okay. The... It's
2: like uh, people ask me, uh, "Did we go to the moon? Yes, we've been to the moon." But did we fake going to the moon? Yes, we faked going to the moon because we didn't want people to see what was actually on the moon. So we did a fake landing because we wanted people to know that we did go to the moon, but we didn't want people to actually know what was on the moon. So we did a fake moon landing, but we still went to the moon.
0: And Kubrick filmed it, it, right?
2: He filmed the fake one. Okay. But it was based on footage of the real one. They kind of intersplice the real footage with the fake footage, but most of everybody saw the fake footage because they want you to see the real stuff that's actually there.
1: Well, I wish, is it Taiki whatever? Taiki Watiti Could he film like the Mars one when we go to Mars?
2: That'd be good. I think it should all be in anime. Okay. We should do all of our stuff in the future just in anime.
1: Oh, yeah, that could, that could work. Yeah. Maybe we get Seth MacFarlane to voice it. There you go. He could voice all of them,
0: Seth. Okay. If you're listening, get get on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. And Seth, if you're listening, come on.
2: Uh, um, we already have bases on Mars.
0: <laughs> the uh, the Paul McCartney one. I, I I don't know what to believe there. Where he died in the car. Crash you know that was like,
2: uh, that's funny. You bring that up. That was the first conspiracy I really ever got into when I was a kid. Back in the eighties. Then and then of course JFK, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, that, that whole it's very compelling when you look at the photos of him early younger. I think they've even gone back and somebody's done like a voice comparison and they say it's a, a different voice patterns <laughs> in the singing.
1: Well Marcus, did you did Marcus hit you up on all this stuff too?
2: Oh yeah, he's a huge conspiracy guy. He's, he's, he's totally he roped
0: me into the Paul McCartney stuff. It's true cause the, the his nose and the ears and well, it was the car accident, you know, he had a lot of damage. Yeah, well, apparently, it, like took off his head, and well, and they a robot put it back on. Really, I just thought it was the look-alike that was
1: no, it was a ra- kid,
2: yeah, it was a kid, but that's a good theory. Yeah, I like that one. The <laughs> clone? They clone? They could have cloned him.
1: Well, he had a twin, and so the twin became him.
2: What was the Canadian guy? What was his name Robert something?
0: That was a th- yeah.
2: That actually took over.
0: I thought it was like a guy named Billy Sheert.
2: Is that what it is? But yeah, it was a Canadian guy who was a work- who won. Uh, yeah, they did a contests. contest
0: near that time, and he won, yeah. and then they.
1: Are we really going on on conspiracy (laughs) theories?
0: We can. I don't
1: don't have time for this, Dylan. (laughs) I I don't have time for the bullshit.
0: (laughs) Isn't that what we've learned from Rodney? Enjoy the bullshit.
2: Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) I mean, look, whether it's true or not, what could we ever do about it? Nothing. You know, knowing about it, is it going to change your life or make it better or worse? No. This moment is, it fun is to, like is it's is it weakening. Fun to is <laughs> it fun to entertain the ideas? That, okay, yeah, it that, is entertaining. Uh, uh, people are being uh, uh, assassinated and then just cloned, and so their clones are running in their place, and that rich people have been using clones as decoys for years. And oh, yeah. that's fu- I mean that's fun to entertain. Can you do anything about it if you if it was real? No, wow, there's nothing you could do about it. Is it fun to think about? Absolutely. Are you really Rodney? That's what I'm saying. You might
0: be the clone, Rodney.
1: I got Rodney more, sent I, us his
2: clone. I might. I, the real Rodney. I mean, we don't even get Rodney. The real Rodney uh, wanted to spend time sitting uh, on a toilet and watching TikTok this afternoon. So he sent. <laughs> you he sent said, us the clone. Hey, clone, clone Rodney, uh, go up to Salt Lake and sit in a <laughs> chocolate warehouse.
1: To get a straw wrapper yeah. water. Get straw wrapper
2: water and uh, with ice. talk about Paul McCartney uh, being but, a clone. But this don't is... let him
0: know that it's real. Absolutely. Have you seen Multiplicity, the Michael Keaton movie? Yes.
2: Yeah. It is, was... is it like that? Yeah. It's Well, it's even worse. <laughs> it's even worse. Hillary Clinton, 18 clones. She keeps uh, him in her closet. And none of them are right. <laughs> none of them are right in the head. They all have a funny walk.
1: That Wait, and Trump doesn't? I mean, oh, they
2: all do. All the rich people do. I, well, there can't the be clone, more than one it's Trump. It's the
1: clone walk.
3: It's the clone
2: walk. <laughs> the clone walk, yeah. The clone walk. They have to There's get a down little the walk. Bit of a, the hips, they can't get the hips right for some yeah, reason.
0: Yeah, he has to lean forward when he's standing. <laughs> so, because, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the end of January. Yes,
2: the end of January
1: is wise guys. Nothing and then happened. what?
2: Uh, then I'm working on dates. I'm going to be up in. uh are on dates in Michigan, Florida, and uh, Alaska.
1: Ooh. I want to go to Alaska. How many how do many comedy like clubs are in Alaska?
2: Alaska? Well, I'm going to do a theater up there. Oh, okay. Uh, in uh, Anchorage. Um. He figures that uh, we'll do uh, we're gonna do like two or three shows and because of COVID, you know, they can spread them all out. But they can get like two thousand people in this theater, I think. So we figure we do about about eight hundred a show and do two or three shows. That so That'll be, it'll be cool. fun. Yeah,
1: that's actually amazing. When is that?
2: Uh, Still so working on the dates. Probably okay. gonna be uh, April or or uh, May.
0: Can we take the, Can we take the train to that one, Steve? Yeah, we might need to take a
1: train to that one, or a plane yeah. might be. Well, oh, the train would be pretty.
2: All right, 29th and 30th, and then we Auburn. need a sleeping car, though. Yes, have you ever done a long distance train? No. Yeah, get the sleeping. If you're not getting the sleeping car, don't bother doing it. Because it, it is, you'll be miserable. You'll sit. You won't be able to shower for two days. It's horrible.
0: I've been on the Hogwarts Express in at Universal. That's it. And uh, in Colorado, our trip to Colorado, we did a train ride from that one town up the canyon with the river. Went right
1: to the, the it's train. Silverton to Littleton or something. Is that the one that goes up or Durango? Durango. Durango, up there. Durango,
0: I think. Durango to Silverton.
1: And it's a
2: funky looking yeah. train. Goes up the hip, up the side of the mountain.
0: No, it's just along the along the river and then it. Oh, okay. Silverton. It was, it was a really cool experience. We got in one of the fancier cars, so they were bringing us treats the whole time. And
2: oh, nice! So My yeah.
0: family got
1: the the cheaper seats on that,
0: where you're ignored and we next were to crying kids. And yeah, we just got the smoke fumes from the the steam <laughs> engines. <laughs> That's what we ended nice. up. See, our car was clear in the back. Should we do our bonus question, Steve? Yeah. What is it? Bonus question time.
2: Bonus questions. All right. I feel like I've already won.
0: Uh, For your creativity, so we ask you, what does creativity mean to you?
2: Creativity is uh, no limits. Have fun. If it sounds like it's a, a bad idea, it's probably a great idea. Go with it.
0: The next, who is your favorite muppet and why?
2: Animal. It's always been Animal, it will always be Animal, and if I have to explain why, then you won't understand. It's just always <laughs> I love been animal. animal.
0: Gonzo's mine. I love Gonzo. I like Gonzo.
2: Gonzo's probably a solid second.
0: Cuz he's weird and he's always surrounded by chicks. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm smiling at Ernie. I'm still Sam the Eagle.
2: Sam yes. <laughs> Sam <laughs> the Eagle. Of,
0: so much.
2: What? That's funny. What?
0: And in, and in the movie of your life, who would play you?
2: In the movie of my life, who would play me? It would be actually a combination of John C. Riley and Will Farrell. They would like take turns playing me.
1: Well, they were stepbrothers.
2: Yeah, that are uh, uh uh what's his name? Uh of course he's He's got cancer now. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges could play me. Because
0: all three of them could do it. Yeah. Like that that uh, uh, Bob uh, Dylan biopic where like twelve different people played him. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, those are good choices.
2: I am legion. I am many. So I had a different actor for each part of my personality. It's awesome. <laughs>
1: There you no, go. No, you have another clone for
0: that.
2: Yep. Well, yeah, you
0: could just have your clones.
2: Your play legions
0: you. of clones. <laughs> That's funny. So, where, where can everybody find you on your socials?
2: I, like I said, Rodney Norman, comedian. Just pop that into Google and I'll pop up. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube on the big four i winter, on Twitter, but nobody follows me on Twitter. for some, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't been able to figure out Twitter.
1: My MySpace has
0: been pretty good lately.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. My <laughs> I still have come. a
2: MySpace. I get every once in a while. Say, So-and-so wants to be friends on MySpace. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> Maybe we should uh, make MySpace Tom hot again. Let's Tom look. is
0: my main friend.
2: We should all just go start hanging out on MySpace now.
0: Tom and Justin Timberlake are just sitting over there waiting for people to talk to him. <laughs> Or
2: GeoCities.
3: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) AOL Messenger was my jam back in the day. Like, I was on there all the time. Oh, yeah. That was a a fun couple of years. (laughs) I still have that. What do you mean? It's still gone.
2: Well, now there's that clubhouse, which is basically AOL Messenger.
0: To me, it's like media, like TED Talks you can like peek in on. Yeah, it's like I finally got an invite from uh, Bryce, and you just go to different rooms, and it's just people just kind of preaching about their stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting.
1: Rodney, thank
0: you.
2: Well, thank you. We're
0: vanishing. Yeah, appreciate you. We're on our hour, and Steve doesn't like more than that, so we'll. No, man, that's my attention span. I'm gone. Yeah, you closed down the conspiracy theory. We could have gone on for so much I longer got with seven that. Seven
2: more hours. <laughs> we could do that. Just on the the fact that Diana, Princess Diana is still alive and lives with Elvis. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's true. I got pictures. Oh. They're in Kalispell, Montana.
0: There you go. With Christopher <laughs> Reeves.
2: Yes, Christopher Reeves.
0: And Michael Jackson. And Prince, can we have Prince back? Come on, that that one was unnecessary. Yeah, maybe. All right,
1: I, just, is,
2: I want Prince back with good hips.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was kind of the problem: is the bad hips, yep. the pain med Yep, pain meds uh, deteriorated he, yeah, his bones. Maybe some hip replacements or something.
2: There we go. Get you one know. of those med beds that the aliens have. Have you heard about those? No. Ooh. <laughs>
1: They, well, the you could put that coming. along with like that little like stairway, um, like elevator thing. that's just the chair that goes up the stairways in Paisley, like in his Paisley house or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You could just do that in all the stairways too. There you go. All
0: right, that was a little.
1: We're just going downhill. <laughs> it's like not even getting any better.
0: <laughs> that was a little less echo- awkward place to end it.
3: So all right, we're, we're out, end man. <laughs>
0: Right. Until next time, everybody. Thank you. What, what? Bye.
2: Bye. The
0: podcast is done, man.